You're listening to Pastor Stephen G. Lightfoot's podcast, Sermons and Homilies by the Reverend Stephen G. Lightfoot. Pastor Stephen is an ordained elder in the Global Methodist Church and serves as senior pastor to First Methodist Church Splendora and Shepherd Methodist Church in Southeast Texas. Here is today's episode. I have to start the technology. Here we go. So, um, this past Wednesday was All Saints Day. It kind of came and went in the shadow of uh, what has become the, the secular celebration of All Hallows Eve. We call it Halloween. And yet, All Saints Day, uh, we celebrate typically on the Sunday closest to it, and that would be today. And so we remember in this time all those saints that have gone before. One of the reasons we do that is because as Christians, we are part of the communion of saints that we talk about when we do our Apostles' Creed. We believe in the communion of saints, all those believers that have gone before and all of those yet to come are part of this long lineage of saints. And so it behooves us as believers alive in this world today as representatives of our faith to those who are not believers to live lives worthy of the calling that God has on each of our lives as believers. And so my message this morning is a life worthy of your calling. And we're continuing in Paul's letter to the church in Thessalonica. This week we are in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 9 through 13. And Paul tells us here that God is calling you in to his kingdom. Listen to what he writes. For you recall, brothers and sisters, our labor and hardship. It was by working night and day so as not to be a burden to any of you that we proclaim to you the gospel of God. You are witnesses, and so is God, of how devoutly and rightly and blamelessly we behave toward you believers. Just as you know how we were exhorting and encouraging and imploring each one of you as a father would his own children, so that you would walk in a manner worthy of the God who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. For this reason, we also constantly thank God that when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it, not as the word of mere men, but as what it really is, the word of God, which also is at work in you who believe. So we're continuing in Paul's letter to the church in Thessalonica, and we find Paul reminding the Thessalonians of the way that he and his team, his missionaries, conducted themselves when they visited and ministered there in Thessalonica. You see, in Paul's day, it would have been customary for a religious teacher, a rabbi, to visit 
and to expect that the synagogue there in the community and the community itself would be responsible to support the stay of the rabbi and his team, giving whatever the teacher and his visiting group needed by way of support, food, shelter, even financial support, whatever they needed while they were there ministering, the community and the synagogue would provide. That was the way it was typically done. But see, Paul and his team had a different approach to ministry. When they visited Thessalonica, they didn't want to burden the church or the community, so they supported themselves by working during the day at a trade and then also doing ministry even at night if necessary. Paul reminds them, not only did we do that because we care about you, but we conducted ourselves with purity, and we were held blameless. Some versions of the text say that they conducted themselves with holiness and righteousness, which indicates that they conducted themselves in such a way as to be excellent examples of living out their faith that reflected well on themselves in the sight of God and of men. And because they conducted themselves in such a way, with purity, blameless, holy, righteous, they were then in a position to encourage and correct and guide the people in the church there at Thessalonica to work on leading their own lives in a way that was worthy of God, in a way that was god honoring in a way that represented God, that represented the identity that they claimed as Christians in a positive way to the community of unbelievers. I can't emphasize how important this approach is even in the church today. It's important for a couple of reasons. The first one is when you identify yourself as a Christian, as a follower of Christ, and then you act a fool, people take notice of the hypocrisy. And they make judgments, not just about you as the actor, but about the entire faith community based on that foolishness. See, by example, when you profess to be a Christ follower and then you react in an unchristlike manner to people or situations, you send the message of hypocrisy. You become a Christian in name only. You shouldn't respond, for example, to the person who cuts you off in traffic with unkind hand gestures, especially if you have a KSBJ, God Listens, bumper sticker. <laughs> People notice, and they tend to think that you are not at all as holy and righteous as you profess to be. They tend to make assumptions about all of Christianity based on what they witness coming from individual Christians. And you might think in your own experience of someone who comes to mind, don't shout out their name but someone who comes to mind who lives that kind of a hypocritical lifestyle. Someone who says, I'm Christian, but then acts in a way that's not Christ-like a good percentage of the time. 
and you think, my, is that representative of that church? Is that representative of that community of faith? Is that representative of all of Christianity? The second reason is that God calls you into his kingdom and glory. See, as a believer, you've been given this gift of grace. And while you didn't have to earn that gift, in fact, there was no way that you could have earned that gift, but while you didn't have to earn it, it was bought with a price, the highest of all prices. God gave his one and only begotten son, Jesus Christ, gave him up to death on a cross so that you and I could be called into God's own kingdom and into God's own glory as full heirs to both of those things, heirs to the kingdom and heirs to the glory. And so Paul says to us here, not in the church at Thessalonica, but the church in Shepherd, knock it off and act like you're worthy of the gift worthy of the kingdom, worthy of the glory, worthy of the blood that was poured out for you on that cross. He tells us, live a life worthy of the gift because you have been called to it. Be worthy of it. Turn to your neighbor and say, I want to be worthy of it. I want to be worthy of it. We need to be worthy of such a tremendous gift. Finally, Paul says to us here in this passage, you know, I am proud of you, church, for receiving the message of the gospel. Not as just one man's opinion. It's not Paul's gospel. It's not Pastor Stephen's gospel. It's not a human construct but you received it as exactly what it truly is, the word of God. God's message to you, the believer, telling you the very thing that we've been talking about this morning. God is saying to you, God is saying to me, saying to any who will listen, listen to the truth, the message of Jesus who I sent because through him, you and I, God says, can have fellowship together. You and I can have relationship once again the way I always intended for us to have, the way I always intended, the way I always wanted to have relationship with you, not just today, not just next week, not just in this lifetime, but relationship with you for all eternity in paradise. That's an interesting word, isn't it? Paradise. The best that God has to offer for you is available to you. And the thing that Scripture keeps reminding us of that we keep forgetting is that paradise, the kingdom of God, is here now in this life if you'll just receive it. 
And so Paul reminds us this morning, live a life worthy of the God who calls you into his own kingdom and glory, not tomorrow, not when we have that divine appointment that we all have with Jesus face to face, but today, the kingdom and the glory are yours today. And so when you leave here and you go through those stained glass windowed doors at the end, or you go over to have jello or cake or whatever treat is awaiting us after this service, when you leave here, remember to take this story of God's grace and love out of this sanctuary with you into your week and tell someone. That's his message for you this morning. Live a life worthy of, of God who calls you and tell somebody about it. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Come back again next week for a new message. And until then, may God bless you and keep you.